Um, all right, I've got. I, I heard a really good joke uh, at work this week, and I okay. think it'll be perfect uh, for the intro. Okay. Okay. What's the capital of Russia? Um, Moscow. No. R. <laughs> really? <laughs> it's so good. You didn't like it? Um... <laughs> Welcome back to the Velvet Room Review. I'm Graham. And I'm um, here. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, it's fine. Go for it. I'm Matt. Yeah. <laughs> we're still learning. Did... We're still learning. Yeah, we're, it, we're still very much a work in progress. Um, but uh, this week we're talking about, it's a special topic, um, mostly because we're still working through Mass Effect. Uh-huh. It's taking us, well, it's taking me longer than I had anticipated. Um, but yeah, so we're talking about what kinds of, how did we grow up with games? What games did we play growing up? Yeah, ba- basically like a personal history of our gaming careers. <laughs> so, um, yeah, why don't, why don't you start off, Graham? Like, what was the first game you remember playing? See, that's a difficult one because, like, I I know that, so, like, okay. So when I was little, I played games on the computer. Mm-hmm. Like, I played... Um, some Lego games and like a lot of web browser games. Okay. I'm not sure exactly what the first game I would have played would have been. It might have been something like do did you ever remember yeah. Have you ever heard of Humongous Entertainment? Humongous Entertainment. Um let me Google them. They but... made Spy Fox, Freddy Fish. Oh, Freddy Fish! Freddy Fish! Of course! Yeah. <laughs> Odds are one of those games was probably one of the first um, computer game well, games that I played. Dude, Freddy Fish and what was it? The Secret Fox? Or not, not Fox. <laughs> the Secret Conch or something like that? Yeah, the Stolen Conch, I think. Uh, and the Stolen Conch sale... <laughs> Shell. Oh my gosh. Oh man, I played the crap out of that game. Oh yeah? Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's, on, it's on Steam. Oh, I, God, have... I know what our next review is. <laughs> I mean, I'd be down. I could talk about Spy Fox for a while. Or the, like, the one on Humongous Entertainment. Uh, that's pretty but, funny. Uh... Anyways, yeah, of course. I uh, Well, I, I Backyard Sports, I'm looking through their thing now. I remember playing Backyard Sports. What kind of like... Uh, what kind of browser games did you play when you were a kid? TVO Kids. Um, TVO Kids had games. I played Neopets. Um, See, like, what year were you born, Graham? If you don't 95. mind me asking. Oh, 95. Okay. Because yeah. I was born in 94, so we're very much on the same, you know, scale of, like, youth into... Yeah. Gaming, and we were growing up around the time that like internet was really starting to to take off, and and video games were becoming a massive avenue on the internet. So like I remember playing like RuneScape, you know, on dial-up internet when I was like in grade two or grade three or whatnot, and like playing like the Flash games, like um, like uh, uh was it StickGames.com? Did you ever go to that? Um, I'm not sure. The one that was popular at our school was like the math is fun games or something that had nothing to do with math. Oh, it just sounds, like your, sounds vaguely familiar. Your average flash game website. What about what about like addicting games? Maybe I didn't play a whole ton of those. That's interesting. Yeah. It's like oh, I'm, I'm surprised. Did you ever play RuneScape? No. What's wrong with you, Graham? I know. Like, did you I play... don't remember why, but... <laughs> did you play Math Circus in school? I don't think so. You don't... You did not... 
Where did you go to school? What is Math Circus? Here, how do you how do you not know what Math Circus is? I've never heard of it. I'm gonna look it up real quick. Yeah, I was trying to send you like a link. You might remember it just to see it. It's like this terrible. It's like something I would make in high school, my high school programming class. It's hilarious. Okay, open. I'm trying to get send you the image right now. This... I might have played it, but it did not. Oh, oh, it was a leapfrog thing. Here, here, here. See, this is why we need like a link dump in our podcast to to send us all the things we're talking about. Oh, it was so much fun. We used to play all the time in class. Like, and then we were supposed to, right? Like that was the idea. Yeah. Kind of edutainment. Yeah, exactly. But I can't believe you didn't play RuneScape. Oh, that's like. I, did you? Did, were you one of those people that played Habo Hotel? Not a, I don't know what that is. Oh, good. Thank goodness. You spared. You were spared that then. No. I kind of I experienced RuneScape a bit through my babysitter. <laughs> growing up. Wait, but, wait, wait, wait. Um, elaborate a little bit here. Like, he would play RuneScape and I would watch him. Okay, he got it. <laughs> Sounds strange when you say... I just don't envision a babysitter as a guy, but maybe that's my problem. Yeah. Oh, man. I just I just think, like, the Flash games and what, what we remember about the past is just so interesting. Because it's so... It's one of those things where it's so personal. But, like, we're having this conversation right now. I don't know about, about you, but I just expect everybody else... To know what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I guess there will be people out there that I guess weren't part of our generation, either older or younger, mm -hmm. that won't know what Neopets are or what, like, those online Flash... Well, I mean, those online Flash games are still around, but... Like, did you ever play Kitten Cannon? No. Oh, my God. You didn't play Kitten Cannon? Uh. I, no, I haven't heard of these. I played, like, what? Lego Rock Raiders. Do you remember that? I've never heard of that before. Uh, Lego Lock Raiders? Rock Raiders. Rock Raiders, excuse me. It was like a Lego RTS, kind of. Graham, what were you playing in 95? Well, I don't think I was playing anything that year. This actually looks pretty good for a 99 game. Uh, what about, like, did you ever play, like, Red Alert? Red Alert 2? Um, don't think so. Oh, my word. This is this is fascinating. We have completely different no. histories. Has there been a game yet that we've both played? Uh, Freddy Fish. Oh, Freddy Fish, of course. <laughs> what about, like, Reader Rabbit? I... I don't think... I don't think I've played it. I've seen people at school like when I was in elementary school, play it. Oh, come on, man. But I don't know if I've ever actually played it. <sighs> man. <laughs> this is funny. <laughs> like, a, a totally lot of, opposite spectrums. A lot of what I can remember from my childhood about video games is watching other people play video games. Okay. Which is odd, but... Um, What's the, what was the first, like, game console that you owned? It was a Game Boy Advance SP. SP! Interesting. Yeah? Interesting. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, continue. And I had Super Mario Bros. 3 on it. Okay, okay. Yeah. That's funny. I My first one that I got was for Christmas. It was a Game Boy Advance um, with Super Mario Land and Super Mario Bros. 2 on it. Super Mario Land? Yeah, so it was like a, it was like a combo pack. Okay. Yeah, so it has Super Mario Land. That's the one with... I think it's called Super Mario Land, unless I'm messing up my games pretty big. Well, what do you do in it? It's the one where it's like you start off and like... Oh, yeah, that's not it's not Super Mario Land. What is it? World? The world? It might be World. That's the, the one It's was... World. Yeah, it's World. Yeah. Excuse me. Sorry, they all, they all sound the same. Anyways, yeah. Um... And Super Mario Bros. 2, um, like the one with the King Toad guy or whatnot. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, those are the first games I owned, and I played my GBA for many, 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 many years. 
Lots of games I play in that sucker, but mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know about you, but like I was, uh, I I would say like Pokemon, like po- I had a Pokemon and still have a Pokemon obsession to the point where it's like I think I played Pokemon as a series probably more than any other series in my entire life. Hmm. Just I've played all the games, not all of them religiously. Like I kind of dipped out for gens 4 5 4 and 5 for a while there but like i i've replayed them all like like for when i was a child like me and my best friend this is this shows you how old i am we used to talk on the phone i would call his home <laughs> phone and we would we would go over like printed we would print out um secrets and cheats and stuff like that from the website from a website and like go over them and figure out the secrets of the game and he would tell me where to go and I would tell him where to go and we would just talk for like four hours and we do it every day after school playing Pokemon Crystal really yeah that's all we did pretty much and some of my best memories like he was my best friend for basically all grade school and like that's how it started just playing Pokemon Crystal over the phone <laughs> you know it's like something a, a, a kid would I guess they would do it today, you know. They would they would talk with friends while they play video games, but just in a different way, right? They'd video chat or in-game chat or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's different, but similar at the same time. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because, like, I think back, like, this is going to sound really strange, okay? But I often think, like, in heaven, there's, like, a... It's like a logbook of all your stats, right? Everything you did. And you can, like, maybe like a big book that you could flip your pages through and see what you're doing in, like, 2003. I kind of wish that in heaven there would be, like, a book of just all the Pokemon I've ever owned and played. <laughs> you know? And, like, and maybe in heaven I'll remember, like, my Pokemon team when I was in grade two. You know what I mean? Like, I'd be like, oh, man, for alligator, I remember you, dude. But, <laughs> I don't know. I think about that sometimes, like, because, like, I think as a kid especially, you know, you probably do form really strong emotional bonds with, I mean, these fake creatures, obviously. But, like, you know, you play, you, you spend literally 20, 30 hours with them. How could you not, you know? Yeah, it's, it's a good point. I, but, but I, like, 10 years later, or, you know, 15 years later, I'm getting pretty old, I don't remember, you know, who was on my team back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, yeah, I can I can remember my starters, but that's about it. Yeah, and you and you have your favorites, oh, right, oh. and all that, but and yeah, like, in just one quick thing, and it was Ruby or Sapphire. I played both. I found a shiny Breloom, or like a shiny Shroomish. Oh yeah, <laughs> and I found, caught that like really early on, and that was cool. Uh, that's that's like a, a memorable. I had a shiny shroomish and a shiny tentacle. Man, that's lucky. Uh, my yeah. first shiny, and I think it was my first. I've only gotten one other shiny. I can't even remember what it was, the second one. But my first one was in Pokemon Crystal. And and back in those days, you could. Um, games were very easy to, to glitch. You know, glitch mm-hmm. out. It was very easy to do. So there was this glitch in Pokemon Crystal where you could um, duplicate items in Pokemon. Okay. Um, using like uh, the PC and save manipulation, so you could uh, uh, give a Pokemon an item. So for for instance, a Master Ball, and you could you could duplicate them, and then get you know the, get the Master Ball, do it again, and then continue as so. And uh, I did that a lot, obviously, uh, as a young man, and then <laughs> trying to get the the legendaries easy. And then I found a, a shiny Tangela, and I have one Master Ball left, and I decided to use it on a freaking shiny Tangela, which is, like, the slamest Pokemon in the world to be shiny, because it's just, like, a different shade of green. <laughs> oh, that's good. I remember I accidentally used my Master Ball on Ugh. a random, oh, what's it called? Clay doll. Oh man. So you so you never played did you ever play the original gen or second gen of Pokemon or did you just start with Gen three? 
I started with Gen 3. That is fascinating. I mean, Gen 3 is a great generation. Mm-hmm. Did you did you play the remakes a few years ago? Yeah, I got through most of Heart Gold. Uh, no, I meant, sorry, Omega Ruby or Apple Sapphire. Oh. No, I didn't play those. Oh, I think, aside from Pokemon Crystal, which obviously I'm biased towards, but I, in its own game, is like revolutionary, in, in my opinion, to the franchise. Omega Ruby is my favorite Pokemon game. Really? It does a lot of things really well. Um, I mean, we're not really talking about it, but it, it does a lot of things. It brings a lot of features to the Pokemon franchise that I really like that they since kind of got rid of, unfortunately. But every game kind of does that. And that, But it also stayed really true to the originals, and it really instilled in me this fire to like catch all the Pokemon that I could. Because they, they really took care and, like, you can you can track where Pokemon are. You can hunt them down. You can sneak around trying to capture rare Pokemon, and uh, it was really cool. And there was lots of secrets as well. Hmm. And I often think like like Pokemon stands out so much in my brain, right? Like I I can tell you like a dozen different stories like I just have. But what are the games like that I don't remember at all? You know that I played when I was a kid. Like, what games have I forgotten? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, every once in a while, like... Well, even, like, Freddy Fish. Like, you... Uh, like, you you didn't remember necessarily right off the bat, but... Or you might not have thought about it if I hadn't mentioned it. Yeah. Yeah, there's all sorts of stuff that... Like, I just, just wonder, like... Forget. What games have I played that I've totally forgotten about? You know what I mean? Like, you could show me the name and the image, and I wouldn't remember that I played it. Maybe there isn't any. Like, I remember, I'm thinking about a lot of them now, and it's just like, man, I played a lot of games when I was a kid. Uh, well, like, if you showed me a, one of the random Flash games that I might have played as a kid, I might not remember it. True. I guess we remember the ones that were memorable. Mm-hmm. So did you have anything else other than the Game Boy Advance? Um, I had the Game Boy Advance. At some point, I got Nintendo 64 with Super Mario 64, Mario Party 2, and Pokemon Stadium. Okay, okay. Um, I remember um, sometimes I would borrow my friend's GameCube. Okay. My neighbor's GameCube. And I'd play... Super Mario Sunshine. Okay. See, it's interesting because, like, I have a very large, despite the fact that I just ranted about Pokemon for about 15 minutes, Nintendo, what I call, what I call Nintendo gap in, in my gaming history, where, like, I missed out on almost all of the well-known Nintendo games. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never played Super Mario 64, never played Sunshine, uh, there's a num. I didn't start playing Zelda games until 2013, 2014. Okay. So I was way late to that train. Um, but I never played a Metroid game. Wow. Um. Yeah. I mean, so there's like Metroid is a little bit more, like it's a little bit less mainstream. That's fair. I still think yeah, that's true. I just think I to me Metroid's really popular because like. I played Smash Brothers Melee a lot, and like, oh yeah, my friend would always use Metroid. So it's like, oh, Metroid's the big, the big franchise that sticks out of my brain because I just remember it and Smash quite a bit. But yeah, all of those like Super Mario platformers, pff, missed them. Uh, yeah, because yeah. I've almost got a little bit of the opposite in that I was super big into Nintendo as like growing up so like i had a game boy and then i got a game boy micro and then a ds i did have a game i still i know still might have it actually Uh. but um i guess and then i had the wii but i didn't get into sony or like playstation until the playstation 4 Um, wow so you're way late to the game yeah, you could. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, so oh, I've been man. like I, 
only this year or last year played an uncharted game um i own the original halo for pc but i've never owned a halo game really i haven't played gears of war i haven't done um i only played in injustice no not injustice infamous infamous like this year so like god of war haven't played oh my word um this is so interesting Mass Effect, like... Grand Theft Auto? I've played it once. Oh my goodness, Graham. (laughs) We do have, like, complete, almost complete opposite gaming. Yeah. That's so interesting. Which is so neat. It is, actually. And you know what I'm thinking right now? It's like, um... I can't think of a single kid's game on the PS2 that I played religiously. Like, God of War played the crap out of God of War. Uh, um, you're, uh, oh man, I'm having a brain fart. You just mentioned it earlier. Halo? Halo. Played Halo. I played, uh, lots of mature games for the PlayStation 2 onto the PlayStation mm-hmm. 3, which, I mean, Grand Theft Auto, like, whenever we're going over to friends, we're playing Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know, it's you wouldn't understand. You wouldn't get it. I was gonna say you'd spawn in tanks with cheat codes. Oh yeah, just... I, I know. I know enough about it. Oh, okay, okay. But you do that and you get five stars and just like that's what you would and you, and you would play to see who would survive the longest. And then as soon as someone died, then you switched over. And whenever you died, you were super frustrated because then you had to wait, you know, twenty minutes to play again. Oh, that's unfortunate. And then your friend's mom would come down and be like, I don't think you guys should be playing that. And then it'd be like, nah, it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Too much violence. Mm. Uh, It's just, yeah. Now I'm thinking of like, oh, PC games and like The Sims and and like the serial video games that you get in the serial boxes, you know, like The Game of Life or or Monopoly. Oh, The Game of Life. The Big Heads. Oh, we... (laughs) At work. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I remember that. You told me about that. Yeah, we would play it as a team on our, like, <laughs> off time. Uh, uh, serial box games are things that you just don't see anymore. Yeah. But I think it's so... Something I've found recently that I think is so neat is when you when when we were young, at least in my eyes, video games were a much more precious commodity they were a lot more expensive or there weren't as many um like if i had a game i would play it and that would be the only game i'm playing at a time mm. or i would play like the super mario world and i'd 100 percent it and that would be what i play for a couple months or something yeah do you feel like that's the same now no really because like all of a sudden, now I'm getting five free games a month by accident. <laughs> I have Amazon Prime, um, and it's like I could pick. I picked up a humble bundle of a few games that I thought were interesting, but I don't necessarily want to play all the way through. And it's mm. it's just such a different experience. Like, the last time I spent $80 <laughs> on a video game was the last Legend of Zelda game. Because hmm. Nintendo games are pretty much the only ones that don't go down in price. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, which, good and bad. Um, it's, it's just such a, you, you can, such you a can different environment. <laughs> Hmm. Oh man. Now I'm just I'm just like in memory mode and I'm just thinking back to all the memories. Mm-hmm. Like today I think I think you're kinda right that you had like you know, that one game that you'd play for like two or three weeks just straight over and over and over after school or when your friends would come over for like a sleepover and you just play that game all night long. Mm-hmm. But now it's just like, oh man, I've got a thousand things to play. You know, yeah. it's like a chore. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's it's hard because it's like now 
Because every year, it's just like that, that the YouTube problem, right? Where like every minute there's like 48 hours of content uploaded. Well, that's what video games have become almost in a way. Like every year, how many games come out that are amazing that you want to play? But look at this huge backlog of 30, 40 years of amazing <laughs> games that you ha you should be playing. You know, like you have to be playing to to really appreciate. Yeah. What games have become, in a way, almost. I don't know if, but you have to, but it would be, it would be good to play because games like, you know, Ocarina of Time, or like Halo, or or like Pokemon Crystal, you know. They, stand the test of time. They do. Yeah. Um, I don't think anybody can really argue that, you know. Um, and and any amazing or any truly good game, will do that. You know, it'll it'll transcend. The limitations of the year that it was it was released, right? So it's hard. Now it's like, oh man. Um, and honestly, I don't I don't look at this year coming up and saying like, oh I want to get I want to get these six AAA games. You know, it's mm -hmm. like I want to go. I and I'm looking like I want to go back and play things I missed, like Into the Breach, or I want to go back and play some FTL because I missed that game because that game's great. Or I want to go back and play through all the Legend of Zeldas that I haven't played yet, you know. Like I want to, I want to look back at what I haven't played yet, and pick that up instead of waiting for like, I don't know, Battlefield Five or Call of Duty, whatever's coming out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the only game I'm looking forward to this year that I can think of is uh, God of War, mm -hmm. and that's. That's it. Oh, Detective Pikachu, of course. Yes. Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> that, uh, yeah. But the number, but like, yeah, the number of games that, I, I almost find that throughout the year, you don't, I'm not necessarily looking forward to certain games, but then I'll just find games out of the blue that are interesting um, and play them like Oxenfree. Oxenfree. Uh, it's a like a supernatural thriller, teen thriller kind of thing. Okay. It's it's fun. It's good. Um, but I don't remember where I would have. Well, I like I read video game news and that. That's probably where I heard about it. But it wasn't on my radar before then. So. Yeah, yeah. and and and, I mean, today I find out a lot about new in new games or like popular games through like let's plays or something like that right mm -hmm. um i mean i pretty much play exclusively on the playstation these days but i mean i i have quite a few games on steam you know uh that are all pretty much indie titles or or well-received games um but yeah no that's like you're right i don't really like you know, I don't scrounge the new new games page every day. I just I kind of see what comes up in the let's play, see if it's, it seems interesting, and maybe want to play it or or gaming reviews or something like that. Yeah. Did you ever play a lot of like superhero video games when you were a kid? Like licensed games? Yeah, like I'm thinking like X Men Legends. Uh, I wasn't really big into superheroes. <laughs> uh. I well also I realized pretty early on that licensed games were mostly bad. That's not true. Mostly. You, that's not true, Graham. Maybe this is personal taste, but I there's nothing I I love more than like a bad movie game. Okay. I I just love them. I don't know why. Like like Iron Man, Iron Man, Iron Man Two is a horrendous movie game. It's terrible. Uh, the Incredible Hulk. I guess those are kind of recent. Like Spider Man. I mean, Spider Man games are actually normally pretty good, but it's actually a shame because they don't, they just don't do them anymore. Like there's no, I mean, how many Marvel movies have we had since? I think probably Thor was oh. the last Marvel video game they put out in conjunction with movies. And they haven't made one since, and it's a travesty in my mind. I would say actually that they've moved to the mobile space, which is terrible. 
like that that's where you find the license tie-ins now which is a which is a shame <laughs> it really is a shame did you ever play toy story 2 no don't oh, think so my word. we can't there's nothing there's nothing <laughs> that connects us in our video game histories except perhaps pokemon and Super Mario World. I played that one and too. Super Mario World. I think Mario World, like, if you haven't played, or if you just haven't played Mario in general, in some capacity, you're strange. Did you ever play The Sims? No. Oh, man. <laughs> so we played to get, like, Freddy Fish. Oh, of course, Freddy Fish. Super Mario. The Game of Life. The Game of Life. <laughs> Um, well, because then we kind of diverged, right? Because I went Nintendo and you went Sony. I guess so, but, like, I had a GBA. Yeah. Did you ever play, like, so, Game & Watch? Um, no. no. What about, like, played, s- sorry, ever, go ahead. Did you have a DS? Um, I didn't get a DS until late in the game, like a DSi, and I got it primarily for Pokemon. Okay. So, no, not really. So, like... Game Boy Advance, I played The Legend of Zelda on GBA. Yep, nope. I played um, the Mario and Luigi RPG. Nope, didn't play that. Oh, that's a really good one. There's a remake of it for the 3DS, and apparently it's decent. Um, I played Pokemon. Um, played the Yoshi game. Yeah, no, nothing. <laughs> Did you play Fire Emblem? No. I didn't play Fire Emblem. I didn't play Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney. Oh, those are good. Man, this is so interesting. What about... You never played Spider-Man 2? No. I've heard it's good, though. Oh, that's one of the best ones. Spider-Man 3 is great, too. Um, You never played any, like, Star Wars games? Lego Star Wars. Okay, Lego Star Wars. There's some comic... Okay. That's pretty good. Okay, oh, man. good. Lego Star Wars. <laughs> I played uh, it on PC. Um, I played it on the PS2. Okay, I, I kind of figured. Yeah, and um, it's that's a really fun game. Oh yeah. Like um, I had my my buddy over and we would like play through, and that there's that one sec the last level on Mustafar when you're like trying to jump, you know, Anakin and Obi Wan are trying to jump over the lava, like going down a hallway. We just like spent like ten minutes like trying to push each other into the lava. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. And, like, the space battles, and... Ah, man, that's a good game. That was when LEGO games could be, like, 100%ed in, like, 12 hours. Now it's like, here's 400,000 collectibles to go find. Go do it. Which is fine. I mean, if you're looking for something to fill your time. Yeah, and I get... I mean, but it's like what we were talking about earlier, right? Where... What did you do when you were a kid? You played Super Mario World until you 100%ed it. Well, that's what kids are doing these days with Lego games. They're they're sitting, and they're spending all their time, and they're 100%ing them. And mm-hmm. all the power to them. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you want to do that, yeah, yeah. So, like, what, what games did you play when you were, like, a teenager? You know, like, grade 7, grade 7, grade 8. Um, mostly Nintendo stuff, probably mostly DS. Hmm. Um, I would have gotten a Wii at that point, possibly, because um, Wii came out 2006. So I would have been playing stuff on the Wii like Super Mario Galaxy, Smash Bros, Mario Kart, um... Yeah, and then DS, I would have been playing at that point too, which I, that's Pokemon, that's, um, I think I played some RPGs on it. Did you ever play any Yu-Gi-Oh games? I was never into Yu-Gi-Oh. That's alright, <laughs> I, I, can, I can understand. Huh. Like, I really Did... wasn't into a lot of the popular trends to be honest like Yu-Gi-Oh like even the Pokemon TV show stuff like that did you ever like 
Like when you were a kid, would you just like scrounge all the money you could to save up for a video game console or a video game? I feel like yes. Like one of my fondest memories is I saved my my birthday money and my graded graduation money, and I went out and I bought a PlayStation, and it was it, that was like this is my property. You know, I was like fourteen or yeah, I'd been fourteen at the time. I was like, this is mine. It's it was one of the best feelings in the world. I spent all summer just playing. Playing my nice. PlayStation, you know, I picked up Iron Man, I picked up Transformers, Spider-Man 3, Turok, like, early launch games, and I played the crap out of them. It was awesome. Was it, like, an original PlayStation? Sorry, sorry, PlayStation 3. PlayStation 2. 3. 3. 3. Okay. Yeah, it was, like, the summer, it was, like, two years after it came out, because PlayStation 3 came out in 2006, I believe, and it was, I would have graduated grade 8 in 2008, but... Yeah, I saved up, you know, my 600, 700 bucks, and I dropped it all on a PlayStation and some games, and uh, I never looked back since. Hmm. Cool. I don't think I've done that before, not since, um... Let me think. Have I ever done that? Most of the time, I get stuff at Christmas or my birthday. Yeah. That That's... I remember, like, I would get a few games at Christmas and a few games and maybe a console at my birthday. And then they would last me for a few months and then I would buy a few more to tide me over until the next event. Um, I'm trying to... I, I think that the... I think I got the 3DS as a gift. PlayStation 4, I think I bought that. Yeah, I think it's a little different, though, like, when we're adults now, right? Like, yeah. Because, like, I'll probably get a Switch at some point, depending on what the next Pokemon game is. And I'll, like, save. I'm doing air quotes there. Save up for it. But, I mean, when you have a... Well, I have a full-time job, you know, and I've got a house and all these things. It's, like, it's not really saving. It's just I'm spending my money my money but like i don't know just saving up as a as a kid it's like oh man i gotta work for my dad i gotta cut the grass i gotta do this 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 and i'm gonna hoard it all away Mm -hmm. (laughs) so that in like six months i'll have enough yeah to play those games it's a different definitely yeah it makes like i i guess it feels like i valued the games more perhaps I think so, yeah. I think it was just the anticipation of yeah. of it, right? Because now it's like if I if I want it, I can just download it. You know what I mean? Like I don't have to think about, or I wait to my next paycheck. You know, like oh, I don't have it right now, but I'll have a next paycheck. You know, mm-hmm. back then it was like I gotta, I'm waiting six months for this because I the money's not coming in. You know, until my birthday or until Christmas or or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Did you ever play any like the Crash Bandicoot Spyro games? Um, at friends' places. Man. Yeah. And we played nothing in, in in common. Nothing. No, but that's in a way that's good because then we can have like if we play. I don't know. Let's say we play a GBA game at one point, then we could. Like, I have a different experience than you do, and we can talk about that. Uh, Or I could, like, you can experience Super Metroid for the first time, and I can experience Crash Bandicoot kind of thing. Yeah. It's just, I I wasn't expecting it, right? Like, I was, when you you told me you were born 95, sorry, I should have done that first off, but I was like, oh, we're going to have, like, all the same beats. Like, when I said, you know, stickgames.com, I was expecting to go... Man, stickgames.com, that was awesome. And I was just, I was, I don't know, I was just expecting that because maybe that's, you know, what everyone in my grade did at the time. Mm-hmm. But some something I've kind of realized is that a lot of people take a lot of different kind of paths of video games. So like, um, myself and I've got a friend who's did a lot of the same like nintendo and pc and that but i've also got a friend who she has not really she's not played a mario game before what um 
and like she's a quote-unquote gamer um but like she's she hasn't played a mario game before um really many nintendo games at all and Mm -hmm. it's 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 such a different it's interesting how there's there's so many games out there that you can for most people you can be like oh wait you didn't play this yes right <laughs> like you haven't played a mario game or you haven't played an uncharted game or something like that but well it's like i mean it's like wait a minute you haven't seen star wars like it's that yeah. it's like where have you where have you are you from planet earth like yeah like that type then, of reaction but then that person might have seen um, oh, what's another popular movie? Uh, the Avengers, mm. but you haven't, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And they would they would have the same kind of flabbergasted um, expression of you haven't seen this, <laughs> something that's imp- important to them. You haven't watched the Vampire Diaries. <laughs> you never know. Um, well, I think it's different with movies and t- and 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 TV shows because that's like like video games are a popular medium, yes, but I don't know how pop culturey they truly are. Like, because you could say, "Hey, Grandma, you know, do you remember Star Wars?" And she'll say, "Oh, yeah, Sonny." But if you're like, "Hey, Grandma, remember Mario?" I don't know if they would. You know what I mean? Like, or I or even like Mario, yeah. I don't know, like, I guess so, but I, I think... Pac-Man, they would probably remember. Pac-Man. I, I think, like, as far as, like, gaming pop culture, that's that's a little bit more of a niche. I mean, it's a large niche, sure. You know, all people who play video games, which is pretty much everybody these days. But there's a whole generation, you know, almost behind us, or to be in front of us. I'm not sure. Where, like, they wouldn't get the pop culture, right, of, of video games. And so, like, that is still kind of, like, in my opinion, like, developing. Whereas, like, Star Wars, like, that's that's pop culture. You know, like, yeah. Michael Jackson, he's pop culture. Um, Friends, you know, that's pop culture. Like, Seinfeld, pop culture. Like, all these things that pretty much everybody recognizes. Where I don't know if, you know, Mario might be there, Pokemon might be there. But, like, um, Uncharted? Hmm. God of War, mm. Grand Theft Auto is there probably. Yeah. But yeah. Where do you think games are going? You know, like we, because I, th- I think games definitely have have shifted, right? Because yeah, if we look back, even in the '90s, right, games were. You know, just about, here's the experience, or here's the game. You know, have fun, do it all, whatnot. Mm-hmm. And with the invention of, or with the adaptation and, and explosion, really, of the internet, um, the games have changed a lot, a lot. And, and the way that they're uh, marketed, and the way that they're sold, and the way that they're developed, and the way that they're maintained, it's just, I, I, I find it interesting to see or to think about, you know, where else it's going to go, yeah. you know, in 10 years from now. Yeah, who knows, really, because if you think about, odds are we won't have handheld-style games anymore. Like, I, I, I kind of see Switch as the last big handheld. Which, um, honestly, I think is too bad. Um, yeah. Like... I'm, I'm, like the the DS system has lasted a, a a long while and has done very well and it's a very good console. It's a very <laughs> good handheld. Um, where like other co- handheld consoles have failed, you know, PSP not nearly as successful, the Vita not nearly as su- successful. I'm actually a little sad to see Nintendo basically. I don't know if they're really doing this, but with the Switch kind of saying this is the new handheld, you know, yeah. this is where it's going, because the Switch 
I don't have one yet, but that's not something I I could see me as a kid taking the school. Yeah. You know I mean, what I mean? I, I know, yeah. Because, like, you would take your Game Boy Advance or your DS to school and play Mario Kart DS or Pokemon or any of those kind of things. Um, like, I can remember sitting under a tree trying to get enough shade so that I could see the Game Boy screen. Oh, you had an SP, man. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? <laughs> but, um, yeah, just because it is bigger. And there was... It's almost like there are experiences that work almost best on a handheld. Um, and, like, with the specific control schemes... That's something like the DS can offer. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of that's been kind of exhausted in the DS's lifespan, but I can still remember like playing DS RPGs and stuff that, um, like it's even a different experience playing it on the Vita than playing it on something like the DS. Mm -hmm. um, I just think that like the the monopolization of of one way to play games like the console area doesn't bode well you know and obviously there's the mobile platform which um, is hugely hugely popular and mm -hmm. a, a great money maker but I don't know that that is necessarily like a driving force for game innovation you know yeah, I, mean? I feel like it's just a cash cow. And, That's one of the ways. Oh, you go. And, I, and I, not that I have a problem with that, right? It's um, I mean, as long if people are paying, willing to pay, then there's a there's a product there. I don't have a problem with that. But mm -hmm. as far as like um, actual games that like really have meaning and impact, um, to see like handhelds go away. You know, and it be exclusive to, uh, exclusive again in air quotes, to you know consoles or or PCs. You know, which are basically, in my opinion, the same level of type of gaming. Um, mm -hmm. it's kind of sad, you know. Like, Pokemon's not going to be on the 3DS anymore, because they've quote unquote pushed it as far as it can go. Graphically, that might make a little bit of sense, but I feel like there's there are ways they could innovate. Pokemon franchise to keep it on the 3DS, you know, to, to, to switch it up. Obviously, they want to put it on the Switch to sell more Switches. And, again, Switch is sort of like that middle that middle frame there. But I do hope, I hope that, that handhelds continue to exist. Um, because, because when you have a limited software, right, when you have limitations, you're forced to innovate yes absolutely you know? like look look at the difference between um like the original pokemon games and gen 2 right and just the huge leaps and bounds generation 2 made compared to generation 1 but they were made for the same console the same platform uh the game the game boy color mm -hmm. and just like how they had they had to innovate to make more space you know in like what was it like eight eight megabytes? You know they had to they had to figure out ways to make the game larger, better, and do more with the same space. And as as handhelds or mobile you know goes away, and mobile goes to you know the free to play, Candy Crush, whatever, and consoles are all that we have, you only have people making smart well-crafted games on maybe an indie individual level. Um, like, maybe you have a good AAA game out there. And, I mean, maybe. I mean, you do. But the innovation to to really craft something well is mm -hmm. kind of going away. I don't know. That's what I kind of feel. I can see it perhaps transferring a bit into, like... Well, one, I don't know if it's a philosophy or what, but 
the idea that the controls define the game. The controls mm. define the experience and they define um, like what you can do, what kind of games are available. They are constrained. Um, and to a point, like mobile games, you can only touch. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's a certain constraint there. And a lot of games have tried to do like uh, like virtual joysticks and that, mm-hmm. which is not necessarily the best solution. But um, like with a like a handheld, you've got a semi-standard layout of buttons and control like joysticks and that, but it's a different limitation of being it's small. VR, you've got a different limitation of um, either use a controller or the new controllers that they have. Um, if we, if everything is only a standardized control scheme, then there's a, there's a, it's not a limit in how much innovation there can be, but the, there are almost almost so only so many permutations of what you can do. Yeah. Yeah. Which that's something that Nintendo's always been really good at. And that's true. And that's why I think series like like The Legend of Zelda, for example, that's a very diverse series. But at, at its core, except for maybe again, I've I've a semi limited understanding of the Zelda franchise. I've played about a dozen half a dozen or so games. Except for Breath of the Wild, each Zelda game really has this overflow over overarching mechanic you know you get items to get further in dungeons you know and and you mm-hmm. and you go you maybe backtrack and you you figure out things you couldn't do before and there's this such of adventure and and whatnot but you know each game's almost completely different like wind waker is nothing like twilight princess you know it's nothing like ocarina of time it's this this huge concept of you're the whole land's an ocean and you're floating around in a boat but it keeps the core elements together and um it's interesting to see them do that you know throughout the n64 the gamecube the 3ds you know um Mm -hmm. and and beyond and and you're right nintendo is really good at that my fear is that we will only have games like a lot of indie games that come out, they're imitations, not not imitations. That's a bad word. They're homages to early gaming, right? Look at a game like Binding of Isaac, right? That's your standard dungeon crawler. How many more games of that will we get that are fine? Pat, they're they're passion projects, right? Of this is what I used to play when I was a kid. How long? How much longer before that cycle ends, or does it just evolve into indie developers making first-person shooters to pay homage to Halo? You know what I mean? I mean that, that's very possible. I know that there's there's already games like oh I can't remember what it is, but there's a game that's oh, I can't remember what it's called, but it it plays like a Doom clone. Mm. It it. It's got a aesthetic and game feel that's like Doom. So there are, I guess, the starts of that. I think I think it'll just keep evolving. Personally, I think I think something's gonna happen in terms of the number and the quantity of games. In that, there are so many games coming out but there's so little visibility. Mm. This this is like a, a big issue for developers is that um, there's like, there's the concept of the blue ocean and the red ocean. Do you know that? Uh, no, I'm not familiar. Okay. Like the idea of a blue ocean is one where there's not many competitors in it. Um, there's, it's something that's, like the Wii was a blue ocean strategy in that it was entering into a market that was relatively untapped because motion controls no one else was doing. 
um, family style games when everyone is going for like mature stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now, and the, then the Red Ocean is like an opposite. Is everyone is trying to go for the same food? Everyone's trying to go for the same thing, mm-hmm. and we're kind of reaching that point. I'd say in terms of like develop like trying to make games visible there's something like 40 games that get added to steam every day Mm. and yeah i think it's a problem of of big big publishers kind of amalgamating games and 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 buying them up as, as much as they can and like and just pumping them out you know and like assassin's creed one every year you know battlefield as much as we can and and they look at games like for example a really big um what's the word controversy uh last year was battlefront 2 you know you Mm -hmm. have a game um that's connected to a franchise that people are are so impassioned about right and uh you have developers um allegedly being pressured by by publishers to implement certain monetization schemes monetization I, I don't even like the word scheme i guess i mean that in well, that like, sense it was a scheme right yeah i'm not well model <laughs> model there that's a better yeah. word and 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 they see they see a game like siege you know rainbow six siege and they say man siege is killing it that model is great let's do that model but they don't they don't match the model well or they look at overwatch and say that's a great model i love that model it's working for them let's do that but let's do it a little bit differently and 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 i don't think they 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 understand that that those those models have to be crafted so well they have to be so carefully implemented and what it happens is it it creates just chaos in the gaming community and for the game itself and now they've just they they had to scrap the whole thing like they had to scrap it all because people were so upset where if they just if if they look more let's make a a quality game that people want to buy and people want to keep playing and let's do what overwatch does well and let's provide m- microtransactions that are purely um cosmetic cosmetic they're purely for the player's own uh sense of uh enjoyment right there's no gameplay aspects there's no in-game purchases of like of units or credits or or uh anything else like that it's just strictly hey cosmetic only emotes only um i mean things that would have you know 10 years ago probably been in the game but maybe not as much of now they have lots of it but you have to pay for loot boxes and i don't have any i don't have any problem with microtransactions if they're done well um but the the battlefront 2 in my opinion and, and many games like it they're trying to get the best best of both both worlds. You know, they want, hey, it's an eighty dollar game, and you got to pay for loot boxes if you want to get anywhere. Whereas, like, if if maybe they went one or the other, you know, um, if maybe they went down like a uh, a League of Legends route, right? Free to play, absolutely free to play, but you can buy skins, you can buy runes, you can buy this, that, or other thing. And and I mean, League of Legends does very well. It's a very uh, profitable game. Um, or where you look at Overwatch. I mean, it, it. I keep referencing Overwatch because I think it works well. Um, but games like Overwatch and Siege, the game is is like focused on on the heroes or the operators or whatnot, whereas Battlefront 2 is not so much focused. So when you take those away and you peel them back just a little bit, especially when there's been games previous in the franchise, that, and people go, "Why are you doing that?" Is it is it for a cash grab? It doesn't make sense to people, and and I'm and I'm worried that that's just gonna get worse. <laughs> I would hope it's not. I would hope they learn the lesson, but I, I don't think that they will. Right? I think it'll just continue to get to get worse over time. Um, and I don't really know that there's not much we can do about it because, I mean, as, if 10% of players you know spend 100 bucks on loot boxes, that's that's worth you know the half a million people that didn't buy the game because of it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
I'm, I'm looking. We probably should wrap this up soon. Probably. We kind of got off topic. It's fine. Um, I mean, that's that's a topic we could definitely dive into again. Um, I I personally, I know I know I said just said we should wrap up, but I personally think that like by the end of the year, we'll see some kind of new monetization scheme. Okay, I, I think I think you're right. I think they have to. Um, like a few years ago, they tried to do like the um, online pass thing to combat. Oh yeah. The, um, secondhand sales. I'm second glad that died. Season pass. Yeah. Not not this. Well, season pass is a whole other argument. But this was like, um, if you buy the game brand yeah, new, you get yeah. you get a passcode for the online multiplayer. But if you buy it secondhand, well, you get to pay us ten bucks if you want to play online. And I'm glad that they've done away with that. But I think you're right. I think there will be something new down the line. And um, I just think it's sad because because game games are no longer, you know, here's our development period. This is where we, this is the time that we have. This is the product we want to launch. The development period is now, okay, we've got this time frame. The game's got to come out at this time. This is what we want it to have. But here's what we want to do after, right? So before the game's even out, they're thinking, Okay, what can we do after to make to to make more money off this budget? You know, what what can we do? How can we do it now? Right, where you have games, you know, implementing DLC in the base game, like hidden, you know, and then two months later, oh, it's DLC, but it's really not yeah. DLC. And I that's mean, what I have issue with. I'm a little bit more sympathetic um, regarding that issue um, because development is expensive Mm -hmm. and from what i understand and this is a way to keep people having jobs Mm -hmm. because if they're working on dlc post game then then they're still working rather than they might just be laid off after the launch of a game for sure and and i don't have a problem with with studios trying to make money because if they don't make money they're going to stop making games Mm -hmm. it's just i think i think when when money's involved people have a very cynical viewpoint of what you're trying to do. You know, what are you trying to sell us? What are you trying to hawk on us? And I just, I wish they would take a little bit more care with it. Like, real care. Um, because there are there are companies that do it well. That's the, that's the thing that, that confuses me. It's like, you are trying to m- uh, match someone else's model, but you're failing. Like, how, like how, can you, <laughs> how can you fail in something that somebody else is already doing? Unless you're, that's where it gets to me where it's like, okay, are you trying to, to scheme us a little bit here? Are you trying to hoodwink us? And I think some might, um, but again, I don't know that that's necessarily like on the developers. There is so much pressure uh, put on like big AAA games to, you know, deadlines, deadlines, let's get the game out, you know, and, and budget constraints. It's, I think I heard, what, Metal Gear Solid Five was like an $80 million budget. Well, that's expensive. Like, mm-hmm. that's crazy expensive. So, I understand that it's a huge risk that publishers are taking, but eh. I, I think I think the lines are just getting blurred because of all the games of here's a game about you know it itself being a game, you know, like an art form, and here's a product. And I think as more games come out, people see that divide, and they care. Um, more for the ones that are artistic or fun or or you know about gaming than the ones that are clearly, maybe too clearly about making money. But yeah, that's what I played when I was a kid. Yeah, <laughs> things <laughs> yeah. were a little simpler back then. I think so, and maybe, cool? and I mean, yeah, I th- I think they were simpler, you know. I they, I, I uh, yeah, because it was. But I mean. That's because that's how they had to be. You know, the internet has has changed the game, and and the game, the game being you know the industry, and the industry is trying to to change along with it, and then it, it will continue to do that for forever. It's just I I when we're talking about like handhelds and whatnot, the 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 more you you said it before, the more standardization you have, the less innovation you have, right? Because why do we need to innovate if everybody's almost on the same page? As far as hardware and inputs and 
and game size and, and whatnot. You know, there's there's not really a drive to to make a game perfect anymore because also you could patch it afterwards, which that doesn't mm-hmm. always work out. But I'm done. <laughs> I've ranted too much. No, it's neat. It's neat to hear. Um, but I think we probably could wrap up now. Yeah, I, uh, there's always next week <laughs> or the next two weeks. So. <laughs> Anyways, um, well, thank you, Graham, for this this nice chat. And yeah, thanks. It was fun. Yeah, and thanks everybody for listening. And um, if you'd like, you can check us out on Facebook. We're on Facebook now. And uh, please uh, like and give us a give us a comment on what you thought about the podcast. Any ideas would be helpful. Um, it's our first time through with stuff like this, so any feedback is appreciated. Yeah, and by this point, um, the show should already be up on Apple Podcasts and Google Play Podcasts. Which is super so you should exciting. Be able to subscribe and give us a review if you like the show. And um, Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, Graham, I think we should end off with something Persona related. Oh, no. Every episode okay. should have a Persona. <laughs> a persona persona. related Thing? Yeah, item. I don't know what it is though. You come up with something well, quick. <laughs> the the one thing that I can think of is that you said that Pokemon you probably put the most hours into as a series. And I'm thinking, yeah, that might have been true at one point, but I'm pretty sure I've put more hours into Persona now. Really? Yes, Just... because through four and five, I probably put. I think I put slightly embarrassing stats, but. I put an a hundred hours into four. Okay. And easily over a hundred hours, probably closer to like a hundred and twenty into okay. five. Graham, that's nothing. That's not even. Nope. That's not even ten days of your life. I. <laughs> that's nothing, my friend. I don't know. I played a lot of Pokemon, but. <laughs> okay, I only played like. A couple hundred. I may have played a couple hundred hours of Pokemon. I definitely played a lot of. Yeah, whether it's Pokemon or Persona, one of those two is my top series in terms of hours. And Dragon Quest Nine comes in at third. I've never even heard of that. One hundred and fifty hours of that game. Dragon Quest Nine. Oh my goodness. Well, until next time, Graham. Yep. Uh, thanks. See you guys around. See ya.